Curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to episode 48 of Cephalon Squared. My name's Cephalon Greg, I'm joined by Cephalon Lucas. How are you on episode 48? Fantastic, damn, we are two from 50, holy damn, wow. Cannot believe it, yeah, and just a month away from um, our year, one year anniversary. Aww. Shit, whoa. Tears. All the things. Indeed. Milestones. do something. Do something special. Wow, we are yeah. supposedly doing something for episode 50, by the way. I've just remembered Ooh, that that's I right, we are. decided last week on a spur of a moment. Dun, dun, dun. That'll be fun. <laughs> anyway, so how's the uh, weather treating you? The weather? Well, today at 8pm on a Sunday evening in the city of Ipswich, it is currently 16 degrees Celsius with a 95% humidity. It's actually been raining all day, so fantastic, lovely, cold, miserable weather. Gotta love yeah. it. Fair enough. So that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit for the Fahrenheit users uh, down here in Melbourne. It's only 11 degrees, which is 50... Click, I said. 52 degrees Fahrenheit <laughs> with a humidity of 88%. So, Ooh. I don't know. In my house, the heat is on, so it's comfortable. <laughs> but I'm sure it's pretty cold outside. And it was raining all day here too, so... Yay. Rain. Yay. Melbourne winter just equals rain and clouds. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> anyway, what'd you get up to in the world of Warframe this week? Well, the world of Warframe was grateful, uh, very you know, pleasant and fantastic for us. It uh, gave us the um, newest update on console. So I have been doing a hell of a lot of that uh, a lot of the new game mode and farming for the horrendous new material hexanon hexanon <laughs> sucks it does Saxonon. Um, <laughs> Saxonon. there you go mm -hmm. new name for it <laughs> um but you know i managed to get enough to uh build my wisp and my fulman which both will be ready at the exact same time tomorrow morning i'm looking oh, forward to this timing um <laughs> Apart from that, yeah, just Warframe, 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 so streaming, on. Warframe. Thoughts on yeah. Jupiter? Thoughts on Jupiter? I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about it? It's great. <laughs> it, it, it's great. Um, the tile set is amazing. Uh, love the fact that they've they've incorporated um, environmental traps. That is so much fun, especially when you lure the uh, the enemies to their uh, unsuspecting doom. It's great, um, but yeah, I'm I'm absolutely in love with the changes. Nice. Yes, it is. It is actually really really good. Um, it's fucking hard jumping around some of those sections though, but it, it is good <laughs> that it is now kind of difficult to maneuver around some of those areas. And people got to laugh at me heartily mm, the other day when we were on our fun. stream. As I fell off those fucking rails while trying to do the <laughs> Ropalopalopalopalist. Um, yeah, it was amusing for everyone except for me because I was frustrated. Um, but, you know, I'm sure. Now that I can look back on it, I can laugh heartily. <laughs> like that. 
and <laughs> new story components too. So, ooh, yes, lore. yes. <laughs> so we probably won't touch on that this coming lore cast, or maybe we will. I haven't really decided what we, how much the scope of what we're covering on this next one because we finished the main storyline, really, except for yeah. Chimera except Prologue. For Chimera, yeah. So we can cover all sorts of stuff on the Lorecast now. Anyway, uh, this is a pretty big episode because we um, managed to get in contact with Xena Galleon, who is a well-known YouTuber and Warframe partner. He has been making the 10 o'clock podcast on YouTube for the last five or six years. Um, so he was a wealth of information and just an absolute delight to interview and talk to. Great bloke. He's oh, also going to help us sort our shit out so we can actually start getting more organized, which is cool. Um, but yeah, so that, uh, that's quite a good and lengthy interview. So let's just smash on into the news so we can get to it, eh? All right. So starting off the top of the news, Rebecca Ford showed up on several channels for E3 2019, but there wasn't much new information, if any at all. The main thing that it seemed DE wanted to share was the, that Imperium, or Railjack, will be shown at Tenocon and watching the live stream will score players Necros Prime. In Diddy Doodly Doobadoobadoobadoobly. Um, <laughs> there was one thing, so I did watch her on... She was on like... Five or six different bloody YouTube channels. I noticed everyone interviewed her, um, and she was talking about the dry dock at the dojo and about how their plan is to try and make the dojo more useful and something that you actually have to use. Still, don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Hmm. But we'll see. We will see, and you know, two or three weeks, we will see Railjack, and I'm excited. Yay! And as Lucas said, the Jovian Concord is now available on Concord, on consoles. Next. Yay! <laughs> Nightwave Intermission has begun. It's only a 15, um, 15 levels or ranks, whatever. Uh, and there will be no um, uh, additional levels once you reach the max. So there are some pretty nice rewards in there, like an Aura Former, uh, a new color palette, uh, the Gamma color palette. Um and a few other tids and bits, like some Kuva. Eidolon Ephemera. Yeah, Eidolon Ephemera. Um, yeah. So, yeah. There's some good stuff, but all of it will be farmable, or all of it will be available at other places within the game. Um, it's just a, it's just an intermission. It's not uh, new stuff that will come with Series 2. So, exciting. Yeah. So, while you're, you know, got no time left anyway... Let's throw out another operation. So Operation <laughs> Plague Star is back until June 26th. Operation Plague, Plague Star is a number of people's favourite um, event simply because it is a fantastic former farm, uh, among other things, of course. But you can get fully built former using stander, standing that you get from doing uh, Plague Star. Uh, so don't forget to talk to Nakak in Cetus to access the operational supply goodies. And you can also pick up the um, play, the specific Plague Star um, Zor pieces, pieces, which exactly. only come around this time around. Oh, yay. And this month's Discord Nitro perk is a seven-day credit booster. Woo! Hell yeah, it is. All right, and lastly, 
Guardian Con is on at the same time as TennoCon this year. And if you don't know what Guardian Con is, it started as a Destiny fan convention. So the fans were all getting to get together year on year to celebrate Destiny. And then it became a um, charity event where they uh, all of the donations go to St. Jude's Hospital in the States. Uh, and it has expanded to beyond... Destiny. So, uh, Guardian Con now includes, I think, Warframe, Borderlands, um, God, I can't even remember, a couple of other games, probably uh, Division and things like that. So, similar kinds of games uh, at Guardian Con, but because TennoCon's at the same time, um, they have arranged for TennoCon to be live streamed to attendees at Guardian Con. So, if you are attending, have no fear you'll still be able to find out what's going on at Denicon. Yay! And that's all of the news for this week. But um, just as a reminder for ourselves, for any of you that are in Australia or that plan to come down to Melbourne for PAX Australia later on this year, I think it's early October, don't forget to go to the website and register your interest to attend a Cephalon Squared Warframe event. Uh, details are yet to follow, but we are interested in getting, um, you know, numbers to know who's interested in attending. So go there. Even if you've told me personally that you, you do plan on coming, go to the website, register your interest. That way I'll have your details. And as soon as the plans are set in stone, I can send you an email. Uh, in addition to that, we are still working to get Lucas down to Melbourne for Paxos because we are planning to do a live um, podcast recording in front of an audience. So in order to do so, we need to have the fundage. So go to coffeeko-fi.com forward slash Cephalon squared. And if you are able to just give us a, th a few dollars to throw our way, uh, every little dollar counts and hopefully we can get Lucas down to Melbourne in October. Yay, cool. Melbourne. Anything to say about the news, Lucas? Uh, nope. Nope. Alrighty, so let us get on into the Xenogallian no, no. interview. Um, no? <laughs> so, sure? No, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, probably something I, I will mention after the Xenogallian thing. Alright, cool, cool. We'll be back. Cool, cool, cool. G'day, okay, we've got Xenogallian here, uh, popular YouTube porn star or whatever it may be, <laughs> <laughs> host well, of well, 10 well. o'clock. <laughs> Hello, Xeno, how are you doing? I'm alright. Welcome. Welcome to the show. So. I, I don't... Mm -hmm. I, I know one of you's Greg. Which one's the... Lucas. Lucas, that yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant start to the show. <laughs> don't even bloody know who the, uh, who the people are, like, uh, you know, hosting you. Great job. <laughs> so <laughs> professional. Welcome. Welcome. Still, that's alright. We, we're okay. They we didn't hurt I'm our... I'm not crying. Yeah. You're crying. Oh, no. You, you, oh, bring, bring it in, guys. Bring it in. Bring it in. Oh, oh, you know. uh, Warm hugs, too. So, if you don't know who, who Zeno is, uh, you are a YouTuber personality that does a hell of a lot of things across YouTube in general. So, you've got 10 O'Clock, which is a podcast that you do with... Uh, is it always... MDR Laws. Yeah. MDR Laws, is it? Yeah. Yes. He is... He's one of my best friends. Yep. And... Um, basically... To talk about ten o'clock briefly. Do it. Go for it. As long I as started 
I started talking about uh, doing YouTube stuff. I always loved doing Machanima stuff, blah, 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 blah. And he turned around and was like, stop doing all this crappy let's play crap with Minecraft. You know, you, you're not a bloody child. You're not an idiot. You know, just, just do something like a sensible human being. Do quality over quantity. And at the time, we were playing Warframe, and I was thinking of doing a let's play on Warframe. And then what he said kind of rang true. And then we thought, well, why not do something a bit above and beyond? Um, that is where the idea of 10 o'clock came from. And he basically, I don't want to say he suffered through it, but he was willing to amazingly push my creativity, give me the creative resource I needed to do that stuff to then eventually lead on to the other stuff so we've been doing 10 o'clock for nearly six years now wow fuck me dead that's a long <laughs> long long time that's almost as long as warframe's been out how did you how wow that's all i can yep. say i don't even know what to say um i noticed that a lot of what you do on 10 o'clock is um forum related so it's not too much well you, you cover the news but it's it's there's a lot of little things that probably get buried in other places which is why the show takes two hours was that an idea from the start or is that how it sort of evolved or no it's always been an idea from the start to talk about what other content create so not other content create other players of warframe talked about because like you know th there was a stint of literal months where people were complaining Never. about <laughs> nullifiers, like every damn week is like there was another topic about nullifiers, another topic about nullifiers. Like, guys, they're not that bloody bad, you know. Let it go. <laughs> people don't complain. What do you want about? <laughs> I've never. Uh, heard I don't know, I don't know what people. I don't know what people you've been talking about, but like seriously, like yeah, you should check the forums out sometime. Yeah, no, or Reddit. I'm scared of the forums? Oh, Reddit. I oh. just keep away from the salt mine. I don't understand how Reddit works. I re I genuinely don't. I'm I'm sat there. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't get this. There's there's pictures. There's upvotes. There's downvotes. There's nothing original, creative, comments. and there's. There's, there's lots of bitching. Yeah, yeah I just, yeah. I try to get it, but I, I don't know, maybe I'm too old. That's just not hip enough. Definitely it. It's the age, <laughs> it's the age thing. Yeah, damn. <laughs> um, so, uh, of course, you've, you do 10 o'clock. What else do you do? You talked about the Machinima stuff. Um, we have watched yep. a little bit of that, but how much of it have you done on Warframe in particular? So... I, I love being creative. I love doing, like, creative shows... I, I don't know where it really came from. Maybe it was because I was a sad, lonely child. Ah, weren't we all? Um, I even had brothers and sisters yeah. and I was still lonely. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I always loved to, to create uh, weird and wacky things. And one of the things I wanted to do was a Machinima series. Like, I have attempted so many. Like, I've tried to do a Battlefield 1942 one. Oh, damn. Like, that kind of... Yeah, that kind of shows like how long I've been trying to do this. Mm -hmm. That was a great uh, game. Tried to do a World of Warcraft one, which <laughs> um, that that was difficult for other reasons. Like the amount of effort it takes to make a machinima is absolutely insane, mm. right? It's one of the reasons why I can't pump it out week after week. Yeah. But um, we started doing uh, Faulty Frame Squad. 
I think that was back in 2014. Um, that was a massive hit. So that required three voice actors, one which I wasn't intending to be, but just ended up being. <laughs> then there was... Um, so, uh, uh, yeah... Um, there's Vox, who is the voice of Vault. He he was like he's a a principal of a school and like a, <laughs> a teaching resource in America. And like at the time, he was working for companies like all over the world. And the, he was absolutely brilliant. Like his voice, he lent his voice to us, and it was just like wow, it's incredible. And then we have another friend of mine, um, what's called One Dread, who does the voice of Banshee. And she was, I don't think she was doing a, I can't remember if she was doing a PhD at the time, but she, she is very music intensive sort of thing. So she's got like all the sort of audio equipment, everything that like everyone's hearing me on right now. That was all from her recommendation. Me, audio stuff. I'm like, oh, I know I can hear stuff. <laughs> I don't know what's good to use or just, just tell me what to buy or buy. <laughs> and... Then the the next big thing was actually in-game acting, right? Mm. One of the hardest things to to learn on the fly with no resource to actually teach you how to do any of this stuff. How to get people to to stand in certain places. Oh my god. Like some of the directions I was giving were absolutely categorically awful. <laughs> like you know, like, oh, I need you to move a little bit. <laughs> okay, where? It's like t to your left. No, your other left. No, that's too much. I need you to move back a bit. Right? No, I need you to turn. No, I don't want you to turn like that. I want you to turn another way. No, another way. No, no, another another way. And one of, one of the like seriously, my directions were absolutely horrific to the point of like as again, Loz, who's been instrumental in all the stuff I've created. He turned around and said, like, I think what he wants you to do <laughs> is move to that line on the floor on the right of you. <laughs> and, you know, and he, like, honestly, he, he was incredible at, he would translate blithering idiot into coherent instructions. And, like, honestly, the guy's like a genius to understand what the fuck I'm on about half the time. Oh, that's amazing. Well, he said he's one of your best friends, so he knows you well, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I met him at university. They're not going to go too much into that, but yeah. And um, which way he's put up with me ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, right, so, what, so what else do you do apart from those, the, the uh, 10 o'clock and the machinima? So, um, there's two machinimas. There's 40 Frame Squad and Tactical Terror League. Yep. Um, Tactical Terror League is done with Crash Omnis and Joey Zero. Um, of course, and it's all done in Captura. Joey Zero show as well. Jeez, you're a busy guy. Yeah. Uh, I help with the Joey Zero weekly Warframe show. Um, but that that is that season is coming to an end soon. Like the last episode is due out. Then there's um, the Arbiter assessments. Oh God, <laughs> I love these. Right. <laughs> Have you seen any uh, of them? I have. Uh, they Lucas do look did, like a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> so I'll obviously have to get you guys on them, but the, <laughs> yes. the whole premise, yeah, the whole premise of an arbiter's assessment is first off, it's all stock footage, 
right? So I, d- I don't know if anyone's realized that. Probably some people have subconsciously realized, but it's all stock footage. <laughs> it's all stuff that I've had built up. Like, I think from episode 27, I've not redone the footage ever. <laughs> and it's... Sorry, no, it's 31 cuts of 30 minutes of footage. So it's like 15 and a half hours worth of video. And the the whole premise is that I get together three people, maybe four, rarely four, three people. There's a topic and they ask me questions. But I don't know what the questions are beforehand. (laughs) So they could ask me absolutely anything. And my reaction is live. It's genuine. It's then and there. (laughs) So, you know, there's no... There is post-editing. There's, like, you know, making the the times between questions and answers shorter and stuff. But it's, like, they, they can ask me literally anything. And that's how we get genius things like thunder thighs... (laughs) <laughs> i don't know what that is but uh, it's amusing sounding you have to watch so it one of the questions was how would i tame uh, the orb mother and i turned around and said between my thunder thighs and, like literally i just blurted that out loud Oops. and like my 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 what's called the guests were like you what and you know we all had a laugh and everything so that i we, we never take anything i say back right yeah. and we may omit questions and things like that only because a we we're keeping so we're trying to keep it to like you know um a short length but at the same time you know we don't want any highly inappropriate questions sometimes there have been some really inappropriate questions asked i'm like I can't answer that. That's just like no. We have to cut that out. But yeah. So um, I love that, and that's very improv oriented. I love improv. It's it's just so freeing. As weird as it sounds. Yeah. So you've been doing this what six years? You probably did other stuff mm-hmm. before that. Is is Warframe the only thing you focus on now? Um, not entirely. So. We, I, you know, Michelle. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, um, it was actually Michelle that recommended you guys to me. And he, (laughs) what, have you found a puppy or something? (laughs) Well, he's like a puppy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Michelle, um, turned to me and uh, like asked if, I'd be interested in doing a podcast with him. So we started doing the show called The Framecast. Yes. And that's just had its fourth episode. We record that one live. We don't do 10 o'clock live because that's like really hard to organize and everything. Because, mm. you know, we have a special guest every week. And God, I have that organized up till like mid August now. Mm. And yeah, yeah I, I have to plan it really far in advance. Yep, fair enough. Um, so yeah, we're we're doing the the framecast. Uh, we actually the the last episode we did was all about pre-orders, you know, uh, and are pre-orders worth doing? Yeah, the answer is no. No, it's really not. I think Anthem's a good indication on that. Yeah, damn it. The one Fucking for me, Anthem. Yeah, the one for me was actually Destiny Two. 
Like, uh, I pre-ordered Destiny 2 at the, I think it was like the Digital Deluxe one, which was, it had the season pass, and you could get the two DLCs that were coming up afterwards, and that was £65, dude, and I was just like, oh. You just made me yeah. depressed. I bought the fucking collector's edition with the stupid bag oh. <laughs> for 300 Australian dollars. I don't know what that is. Hold on, I it's need like to, 150 uh, pounds, maybe. Let's let's use the power of the internet. What, what's the in? What? What's that? Yeah, it's this <coughs> weird box. Um, there's pic- uh, there's pixies in it, and uh, Ooh, I like the pixies. You know, it, it tells. Yeah, it, they they kind of spray dust everywhere. And, um, yeah, it's 165 dollars uh, pounds even. Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 165 pounds. <laughs> So yeah, Oof. it was not. A, like, it was not good. I'm so depressed about no, it. No, and the worst thing was, I bloody bought it through the Blizzard Battle.net launcher, oh. and you can't get a fucking refund on that thing. <laughs> so when you had content creators, I think like Skill Up, yeah, just slamming Destiny <laughs> Two before it came out, I was like, oh, I'm gonna cancel my pre. Oh, I can't. Oh, oh well, <laughs> damn it. Fuck yeah. me. I yeah, just made much. the mistake again with um, the new fucking Warhammer game. What is it? <laughs> Chaos Bane. I pre-ordered that because I thought it looked good. And then a couple of weeks before it came out, I started seeing people saying, eh, it's really kind of dull. And I went to cancel it on PSN and it was too late. You have to do it like more than two weeks beforehand or some shit. Oh, fuck that. So now I've got the game. Yay me. And <laughs> I haven't even played it. That's... That's fucking bollocks. I'm sorry. Well, it's not so much that it um, you have to do it more than 14 days. It's because the pre-order came with a three-day early release. So even though the game hadn't actually been officially released, because I bought the pre-order, it was already released for me, so I couldn't cancel, if you know what I mean. It's, it, oh, I was confused. That's, 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 that's bollocks. I probably could have like... con- contacted um, Sony and cancelled it, but I didn't. I just cried into my soup. <laughs> I always have soup. salty soup. <laughs> anyway, that uh, was a fucking. That was a. That was. Where did we go? Quite uh, a detour. The detour, <laughs> Lucas. Yep. We All haven't right, heard well, your sweet voice. Well, one one thing I I really do want to ask because I'm obsessed, a little bit obsessed with it now. But um, when can we expect the next uh, Faulty Frames Squad? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not until I have finished the next Tactical Terror League, which I have been sat on my ass waiting to do. Like it, it took uh, a few months to get the audio from Tactical Terror League, and I have that now. I think it's processed, so I need to go away and actually record all the footage and everything. Yep. But like I, I have been so crazy busy. I've got a new job. I, I need to like block out a time where I can spend a weekend with some in-game actors and just go right. I need you to stand there. You stand there, and I need to get this monster to spawn over there. Okay, it hasn't spawned over there. Let's try again. Okay, monster's gonna spawn over. No, it still hasn't spawned over there. Okay, the monster spawned over there. It's facing the wrong way. Okay, let's try again. So you get you know. Um, so I, I need to I need to spend like a, a weekend or so um, recording that, and uh, then I can 
hopefully composite it, and then I can look to do FFS episode <laughs> seven. All the all the scripts are uh, all planned out and everything like we've got 17 scripts Ooh. for this season of ffs Damn. and yeah so but like they, they, the the part of the problem is that they keep changing a lot to warframe which is both a, a joy and a goddamn curse <laughs> no but doubt. yeah like before we used to be able to record in defense missions without starting the defense mission uh, yep yeah that was like one of the best ways we could record. And then they changed it so that the mission automatically started after three minutes. And we're like, <laughs> So, damn it. Damn. It, it, was, uh, it, it was like super duper painful. And <laughs> this is why we can't a lot of it is, yeah, pretty much. So, and a lot of it is down to when I have time. And I'm such a busy guy. <laughs> Finding time to do anything is a ball ache. You know, so I, I've got, I've got um, episode. Oh god, these. This is what I've got to do. Episode six of TTL. Episode seven of FFS. I've got to do a new, um, shameless plug Patreon video. I've got to do more secret surveillance of Cephalon Suda, which is like another pseudo machinima thing. And then <laughs> I've got to do. Uh, I want to do like a meme. I've got this meme that's in my head from the latest game mode, and I, I really want to do it. And just finding the time to do all these videos is just like, oh bloody hell, who has the time to do this stuff? Especially <laughs> videos. Have a job. Video is is so yeah. Plus, you've got a, a day job. Yep. I know. I know the pain. So the rest yep. of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, a lot of what we do is. Um, website and audio only so it's much easier video i've only just dipped my toe in video recently jesus it's nuts <laughs> i don't know how I, sh- I shall teach you many a thing yay senpai yeah, hopefully <laughs> hopefully make your life so much easier oh, senpai noticed please, us <laughs> please yeah i'm gonna cry um actually you say that senpai noticed us right mm. like t- as i've said 10 o'clock is like nearly six years old now and so many other podcasts have started, but we never know about them. Yeah. Like, I can, I can like, there's so many started that have lasted, like, up to 10 episodes, and then they just throw in the town, they just give up and everything. You've got to not give up. But, I like, think that's the point. <laughs> yeah. Perse- yeah, perseverance is great and everything, because the only way you're going to get found out is if you keep going at it. Yeah. And, you know... I don't know who found who first between you and Michelle, but, like, again, the only reason why I found out about you guys is because Michelle told me about you. Yeah. And I think I think we've pimped you on, what do you call it, 10 o'clock, but you're going to be on 10 o'clock in, what, a couple of weeks? Yeah. Yeah, hey, shit, that's happening you know. too. Damn, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So, Oof. you know, it's, it's, it's like you only really get to become I, I say successful i don't count myself as successful um you only become successful if you persevere that's you know? exactly it and i mean we we are now um i don't want to say partnered because it's a strong term but we we are a, a official warframe fan site because yep. they they didn't have official warframe podcasts and they didn't think we fit into the um official warframe partner status because we don't have 
YouTube that met the requirements and blah 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 blah. It's all fair enough. They've got rules and regulations. We're going we'll to sort that it. out. We'll, we'll 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 get that sorted. You, you, you stick with me. And we'll get you. <laughs> we'll get there. But we, you know, they've they've recognised us. They put us on um, at the start of one of uh, prime time. Prime time. So mm. we're starting to to get out there. But still, even just having people notice us because there's so much going on in the void. And you, uh, we talked about Reddit before we started recording. Record, or did we? Or did no. we I can't even <clears throat> fucking remember anything recording. Sorry, Lucas. Um, <laughs> uh, and Reddit, you try and say, hey, guys, we're doing something new, and they just ignore you, which is yeah, painful. <laughs> they really do. They really, really do. <laughs> they really it's do. like, hey, guys, I found this really cool and amazing original thing. Doesn't it look amazing? Tumbleweed goes by. <laughs> hey guys, I made another meme. Like the world just fucking world explodes crazy, with exactly. excitement. Um, we're yeah. like, we're up to episode fifty almost. We haven't even, we, you know, it's not like episode five. Crickets. So it's yeah, it's it's difficult, but it, it is all about perseverance, and I think it's really about um, uh, having a schedule as well, doing things on time when people expect you to have something. Um. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. So, one thing I did want to ask you, which is a little more direct. There's a lot of partners out there. A lot of them have opinions on the game at the moment and are being somewhat vocal about them. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts of the state of Warframe at the moment? Okay, so... Here comes up the political question. Mm -hmm. So, I feel that Warframe's... um, core gameplay is pretty damn solid mm-hmm. right d have made uh, an excellent shooter the the movement mechanics are gorgeous the I, I, pretty a lot of it is great there are loads of elements of warframe though that are lacking so arcwing like if you've watched the Arbiter's Assessments, you know I bloody love Arkwing, right? <laughs> but the community fucking hates it. Like, Arkwing's crap, Arkwing's Fuck off. That's the British. Anyway, so... But it is. There's a lot of hatred against a lot of the more unique systems like Arkwing. And I feel that last year... Warframe suffered a lot of issues. So there was yeah. the the content drought, where there weren't fucking a whole lot going on. And then when we got the second dream, sorry, not the second dream, the sacrifice, like there was nothing to do after the quest. The quest was good and everything, mm. but like there was nothing hour. afterwards because Umbra was already max level. Mm. Woo! <laughs> um. Then we basically had to hold out until Fortuna came out. Yeah. This year's been a lot better because we've had Nightwave Season 1. And even though it's kind of dull and tempered and things, there's still been stuff to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But one thing I do find a lot of is that content creators, if there's not... so. I don't do weapon reviews. I don't do mod builds or anything like that. Um, that that stuff. There's plenty of other guys just, out there that do it, I guess. It's not interesting to me. Yeah. Right. Like I my I don't my I don't need my YouTube channel to survive. It's not my career. Mm-hmm. Right. 
um, I get plenty of revenue from my actual job. <laughs> oh, thank fuck. <laughs> and, that's, a, that's a positive. Um, yeah. Um, so it allows me the freedom to do whatever the F I want to do. Yes, I want my channel to grow more and things like that. And YouTube just effing hates me. Mm. <laughs> I've yet to work out. What, I've tried so many things, man. That's why 10 o'clock is on its own channel now. Oh, damn. And yeah. And um, but I noticed that a lot of Warframe partners typically mew over the fact that there's nothing for them to make a video about. Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. And a big thing about being a content creator is if you start from the perspective of I'm making content about one specific video game, then that's the audience you're going to attract. Yeah. Right? So one of the reasons why I love the Game Grumps so much is because their format has been established, right? Yep. And I'm expecting to watch like a 15-minute video of two guys having a laugh while playing a game, maybe shit, right? They, 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 might, they might be shit at playing the game, but they're going to play the game, they're going to have a laugh, and that's what I'm expecting to see. If they suddenly start breaking down and doing um, video game reviews or art critiques or, you know, they start cooking food. I found another channel called um, Binging with Babish. Oh, my God, brilliant. You know, <laughs> if, if they start doing something completely left field and out of the box, then... I might not even enjoy it. And that's one mm. thing that I found with YouTube. If you start making content that is solely one video game, and then you produce something that is not that video game, people won't watch it. Yeah. Right? My, I, I, I did a short stint earlier this year of doing video game reviews. Sort of like, I'm playing the game for, I think it's about an hour, hour and a half, two hours, something like that. I've got like a series of questions being asked me and I, I take the best, I think, 15 minutes out of those two hours. And people didn't care. They didn't want to watch it. You know, they weren't interested. So, you know, and as a fellow Warframe partner, I recognize that if you don't have a, a constant stream of content being fed to you guys, um, you guys being other Warframe partners, mm. and you will struggle to have anything to produce as a YouTube video. That's why a lot of Warframe partners have basically abandoned YouTube and have gone to Twitch. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Makes yep. sense. Mm. Mm. Lucas, questions before we go on to the patron questions. <laughs> Naked questions. Ooh. Um, all right, so let's touch on something a bit more basic. Um, favorite loadout. What, what what's a, what's a typical loadout of uh, of the Zeno? Ooh, cheeky laugh. <laughs> okay, 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 All right. So, uh, it depends entirely on what kind of loadout you're looking for. Uh, first off, you've always got to take corrosive projection. If you're not taking corrosive projection, you're a fucking scrub. Get the fuck out of my squad. <laughs> right. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm you know uh, with the the Oberon rework. I don't care what you bring, but you should bring corrosive projection because seriously, <laughs> like oh no, they have more armor. I need to up my damage. Or if you set their armor to nothing, it don't fucking matter. <laughs> that makes perfect ah, sense. It's, 
Anyway, sorry, I'm I'm sort of like shaking my head in like Jesus Christ, how is this so hard? Anyway, so <laughs> crossover projection. Um, if I'm there to be a supporting character, like if if we're doing something serious that um, we are out to to do and things, I will take Oberon, right? Um, the Oberon main, lol. The uh, so <laughs> the I take Oberon paladin. and. <laughs> He's he's, he's 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 fucking paladin druid. It's hilarious. Like he's not a fucking paladin at all. Actually, funny story, funny segue. Um, when I first met Steve, right at Tenno VIP 2016 in Cologne, right, at, uh, it was like during Gamescom they did this Tenno VIP party thing. Mm. There, there was Steve, and he came up to me. He's like, "So I hear you like Oberon." I was like, yeah. It's like, I'm so sorry. I just left it at that. And he's just like, okay. It's like, what's, what, what, what do you mean? It's like, well, we recognize his shit. And I'm like, oh. And like, you know, back then, his 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 kit was crap. You know, his, like, his abilities were. Really, but it was, it was just so funny for Steve to just come up to me and say this. It was hilarious. That's funny. Anyway, so, yeah. So, Oberon... Um, don't really care about the weapons. Uh, Oberon will be built with max power strength, max... Oh, God, is it duration? No, duration doesn't matter. Uh, range. Yeah, it's, it's primarily focusing on power strength, ignoring efficiency entirely. Efficiency is the dump stat. <laughs> and you put in... Oh, it's got an aura, Umbra former on it. And it's got all three Umbra mods on it. And Ooh. then I have Hunter Adrenaline, right? So the <laughs> whole idea is that you are aiming to get shot, right? <laughs> because if you get shot, you get energy. You get energy back. And while you're getting shot, you heal, right? <laughs> and you, you are out healing the damage you're receiving. You're just basically building up your energy. And it's just how I keep everyone alive. Like, yeah, everyone. So, when I did like the twenty-four hour survival with Loz on the plains of Eidolon, and the bloody bastard kept on killing everything. I was like, no, I need them to shoot me. <laughs> no, if they shoot you, you're gonna die. I must kill. And then we come across instances where I have no energy, and then I just, oh look, I'm dead. <laughs> Fucking wonder why. <laughs> anyway, so that that's how I build my Oberon. Uh, Nova, um, I love Nova. She's she's my bae. Uh, I love Nova. She she's built with <laughs> pretty much ignoring all the vitality and shields as I as I can, and <laughs> um, just like you know maxed out power strength. And everyone just goes like, you realize you don't need uh, more than this number of power strength. I'm like, uh, I think you'll find it's for the explosions. <laughs> You know, I don't care if they're slow. I just want to explode them. They're going to make big boom booms. Yeah, big boom booms. Um, So I can't remember if there's... Yeah, it's just a generic build for Nova. Just max power strength. She's awesome. Um, One of the things I love to do with Nova is on the exit tile. um, I'm I'm a giant troll. I love to wormhole people off the exit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Nice. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so if if like what because it's the only time people stand the fuck still right no word of a lie everyone's like fucking dying about all over the fuck right, anyway. so they stood on the exit tile and you aim off their shoulder 
right? If if you're <laughs> if you've got your Warframe on the left hand side of the screen, you aim over their right shoulder, right? Um, and then you, well, you know, the, the the shoulder that is to your right, whatever, and you hit the thing, and the wormhole will land right on top of them and just pull them off the bloody map. That's awesome, right? Uh, and then, so I must God do damn this. you, Discord screensaver, damn you. Curses! Right, okay, sorry, my screensaver kicked in again. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, uh, you, basically you point them off the map, right? And they will wormhole off, then they, they respawn back in the wormhole and wormhole off again. <laughs> respawn back in the wormhole and wormhole oh, off again. Until the wormhole runs out. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a giant asshole. I am. Oh, yeah. You must <laughs> learn how to do that. That's, well, I just learned how to do it. That's the best. Yep. Um, and then there's Loki. I'm not allowed to play Loki with my friends anymore. Oh, I can imagine. Switch teleport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god, I got oh, one brilliant story. Right, like we were teaching. This is years and years and years ago. We were teaching one of my friends how to play Warframe. Right, because like this is before oh, no. Parkour 2.0 and everything. It's really beginning of the game. The Force Pros wasn't even in the game. Anyway. So he was Trinity, and he was teaching our other friend. And he was like, "You're gonna leave him on," and then um, <laughs> it was that tile on the Corpus planet, you know, the snow planet tile set, yep. right? Not Europa, and it's where you got a, sort of like a chasm. There's a bridge going over it, mm. and then there's one giant door on one side by its own. And then there's sort of like a, another door and a catwalk with a door. Do you, do you know the tile I'm talking about? Pretty sure. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. So the point is, while I was on um, the far side of the chasm, right, I called to him. I was just like, Marasius, Marasius, I need your help. And he turned around, came back through the <laughs> through the door, right? The you know, So we there was a chasm in between us. And he goes, what you do? Oh, my God. And, like, I switched teleported with him, right, <laughs> as he was trying to run away. So he turned around trying to run away. I swapped teleported with him, right, and he ran off <laughs> into, into the into chasm. The chasm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the fucking best, man. I loved playing Loki to just fuck with people. Yes. Like, they... And, but, like, I got so many complaints, I wasn't allowed to play Loki anymore. I love it. Uh, Loki is a lot of fun for that kind of shit. The perfect <laughs> yeah. troll. So, so, typically I play Oberon. Um, oh, I also love Nezure as well. Nezure's um, a good uh, frame, especially with Adaptation. That's such a powerful model. That's <laughs> such that's a overpowered way too one. powered. Yeah, overpowered. <laughs> oh, actually, Nova, I, I've tweaked her so she has adaptation and she has the molecular prime null star thing mm -hmm. so the the augment and then it's just like oh yeah i now have awesome damage resistance yeah, and yeah. i can out tank everything yeah. null star is fantastic <laughs> all right oh, before yeah. we do finish up we have a couple of patron questions Woo! Oh, yeah, shit patron questions cool. so let's uh let's smash through them We've are these from my patreon no, these are these are from from mine, but we will give you a chance to uh, pimp yourself. No, out. I'm joking. No, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so we've got Lord Freeze on, and he asks okay. if you have to delete one Warframe, which one goes and why? Ember. Okay, that was easy. <laughs> why, why do you dislike Ember so much? Because <laughs> she's shit. Oh, sh <laughs> no, no, 
no, no, she, she goes, right, okay. I cast world on fire. I then run through the map. Everything's dead. I am so cool. I am good friend. Uh. No, she's <laughs> fucking shit, right? Okay, that's about... She's minimal effort. She, oh, fuck it. That's pre- pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, do you have the questions um, there, Lucas? I, or do you want... I do, I do have the questions here. This one's from Jellybean1799, uh, and he asks, if you had to make a modular frame, what four abilities would you get from other frames to make said modular frame? Oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a question. Do they, do they have to be um, the same slot number, or nah, can I can just go... Yeah, just go for it. Just go for whatever. Go nuts. Um, Do all four, four number four abilities if you want. <laughs> Molecular Prime, Cataclysm, <laughs> Renewal, Ooh. and Switch Teleport. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the perfect troll frame. He can yep. heal, yep. <laughs> destroy everything, everything, everywhere. Yep. Make everything time. slow as fuck. <laughs> oh, the rift. Man. Yep. Oh, the rift is strong. I've just realized I'm a gigantic troll. <laughs> we uh, are you only just realizing that? We're here to help you. We're uh, yeah. we're gonna change our name to psychoanalysis squared. The, the first step is and we'll help you through yeah. the rest of the steps all right the last question is from rathok and rathok is actually the person who put us in contact with uh, michelle so he's oh. um he is a fan of or he also knows michelle and he reached out to him and said hey come on the show and he did and now we're talking to you the yeah. more you know. You poor bastards. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, Rathok asked, what is one to three Warframe secrets or not so obvious stuff like the existence of John Prodman, blah, 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 that you think people don't know about? Um, I don't think people know that the, um, the, the law behind the sentience, there's actually a Samaras Codec entry for the crewmen yes. that explains the creation of the sentience by Archimedean Parental. Yep. So I think that's that's one thing. Um, I don't think people know how good nullifiers are actually as a combat mechanic. <laughs> um, what else? So John Prodman. Uh, I also don't think people know how long we have been waiting for Nefanyo to get his rework, <laughs> which was teased in DevStream 33, I think, or 38. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, it was bloody ages ago, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Wow. See, I, d- I don't even remember when I started watching the DevStreams. It probably would have been around like 70 or 80, I imagine, but fuck. Mm. Damn, I didn't even know about that. Mm. Mm. Um, and Do you know about the sentient arm cannon? The sentient what? Arm cannon. I no. did. I did know this one. Yes, I saw this. Yeah, it's a sentient mm. arm cannon. So there, there was they teased it absolutely ages ago, where um, you replaced your Warframe's arm with this giant sentient coil gun thing. What the fuck? I want it but now. I, <laughs> it's not been uh, like they, they teased it being implemented in the game and it was a lot smaller than the concept art and I think part of it was I think it was Tenocon 2016 when they sort of like teased it wow 
Yeah. Um, another one is uh, the Kingpin system, which I'm pretty sure yeah. a lot of people keep, know about. Keep, yeah, people yeah. keep asking about that. Hopefully yeah. that'll come. Ah, here's one. Ooh. Right. So they're actually planning. So this was revealed in 10 o'clock 200. So like nearly 100 episodes ago. Damn. They are actually planning that your operator can grow older. Huh. Oh. Yeah. That's so I don't cool. know if that's still going to make it into the game, but yeah. Very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. It should too. Wow. You are a fountain of knowledge. Five. I guess because you've been around yeah. since the beginning of time and um, I'm just called you There's really actually other old. stuff I can't talk about because I'm under NDA as well. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. And you're going to, um, you're going to Tenacon, you lucky bugger. Yep, well, it costs jealous. money, man. Yeah, of course it does, but we, we couldn't afford to go this year, sadly. Hopefully we'll be there next year. We will see how we go. Fingers but uh, <clears throat> You're looking forward to it? Obviously, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Jealous. Jealous, yeah. so jealous. Fourth year in a row. For- Fourth oh, year? Good one. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, especially if you're going to be a creator. You should really go to the um, the fan convention for the thing you create content on. Yeah, yeah, as long as you can afford it. As long as you can afford it, exactly. <laughs> it's not. Che- and it's, I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's a lot cheaper to go from the UK to Canada, but from Australia to Canada, it's certainly. Yeah. How expensive is it for you guys? I would say it'd probably be, for me, fifteen hundred bucks a ticket, Aussie. So what's that? Uh, maybe a hundred, a thousand. Um, 850 there you go so 820 pounds yeah that's a lot i'm guessing yeah no it, that 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 is actually much more expensive than going from the uk and that's just the flight so yeah yeah and that's just off the top of my head i'm probably completely wrong but i haven't checked yeah, the flights. I'm, I'm, it also I'm depends looking, entirely how uh, i'm looking at some prices here from melbourne to vancouver 1100 oh okay so it's a bit cheaper yeah. than i thought so it's probably about 600 pounds maybe but that still. is a lot closer to what we would expect. But yeah, it, it depends on how early you look to book in advance as well. Because yeah. like, we typically book in about January time. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. It, either way, it's expensive and sad and I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't. I don't blame you. I'll hold it in. I'll hold it in. <laughs> All right, Zeno. We'll just have to wait till next year. Yeah. Yes. No, we, we'll definitely be there. And we're, we're, I've, I've actually taken time off work <laughs> to... Uh, pay attention to what's going on at Tenocon this year, even though it's on a weekend. Still, I don't care. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll be there in spirit, and Lucas will be there in spirit as well, giving Yay. you all Tenocon hugs and drinking Tenocon spirits. <laughs> so Zeno, thank you very much. We could have probably talked a hell of a lot more, but um, unfortunately, we got to go. And we do, like you said, we got that chance to have a a, a lot more of a chat on. Um, 10 o'clock in two weeks time or whatever it is do you want to pimp yourself out pimp yourself out go for it cool uh so you can find my crap my (laughs) derogatory content on youtube.com slash xenogallion uh have fun spelling that you can also find the 10 o'clock podcast on youtube.com slash 10 o'clock it's spelled like it sounds. <laughs> and yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Xenogallion. And yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. 
So if you look at you're looking up Xena uh, Galleon, you're bound to find you as long as you spell it right. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the name come Actually, from, by the way? Do... Oh, I'm a sad, lonely fuck, and decided. Oh, I'm talented. I'll make a book, and I decided to come up with that name. And it turns out I was shit at names. So. Is it like a, <laughs> a, a, a cross between like Xenomorph or you know like Alien and Evangelion? You jammy bugger, you worked it out. God, I'm clever. <laughs> yeah, so clever. It was, it was the whole idea was like Alien Angel thing. So nice, ah, very okay. nice, fair enough. That makes sense. All right, um, Lucas. Anything else you want to say before we close up? Um. Appreciate your work. You, you absolutely entertaining. Um, so thank you so much for your your uh, being on the show with us and having a good chat with us. Well, thank you for having me, and I'll certainly have to get the pair of you on Arbiters at some point as well. Exciting! Sounds like fun. sign us up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks to Zeno Gallian. You'll regret that, by the way. Oh, well, we'll regret it. <laughs> You'll regret it being on Arbiters. <laughs> You'd be like, oh my god, what is this shit show? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to watch it now just so we can get, oh god, what did we promise ourselves for? Yep. Uh, still. No backing out now. <laughs> we're okay Ikea, with it. Ikea with questions it. Are, are the best. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yes, that I Ikea watched that one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Zeno, and uh, we will speak with you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Bye. Right, cool. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Zena Gallian for popping in and having a chat with us. And as he mentioned, we will be on 10 o'clock later on this month. So keep an eye out for that. We'll share it with you through the usual channels. Um, mm. And there was something else you were going to mention, Lucas. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, just going to hint that possible other collaborations may be in the works. Wink, dun, wink. Dun, dun. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Exciting yeah. times ahead. Indubitably. All right. So uh, let's go straight on into uh, where are we? The beginner's topic. Beginner topic. Now the beginner topic this week. I had I had a topic in mind, but then I saw a comment on our Facebook page, and it was a very interesting question that I thought was probably worth touching on as a beginner topic on the podcast. So a gentleman named Robbie, I won't give his family name away, um, you know, over the podcast, but a gentleman named Robbie on Facebook said that I feel like progressing in terms of mastery rank and progressing in the star chart are often at odds. So you finally get the weapon where you want it, but you have to ditch it to level a new one. If you want to make it past that series hijack mission, you need to stick to all your maxed out gear. So the question was, is this the essential dichotomy of early Warframe? And the reality is, it is, but it isn't. And this is part of the problem I think that Warframe has in the early game. Because there's no real direction, the game doesn't tell you what you should or shouldn't do. Mastery rank is confusing, and clearly... One of the goals is to get from planet to planet to planet to planet. I think DE's goal for the game is to encourage people to just progress through the game and not worry too much about mastery rank. And that's why they give you a few weapons along the way to that you know will help you 
beat what's to come. So you get the Boltor as you pass the Venus Junction, I think, to Mercury, um, which will get you, you know, the Boltor can get you through to Jupiter easily, no problems. And they give you the Furus after that, I think, at Mars. So they give you a few different weapons to help you get through the game. But at the same time, if you want to level your MR, if you want to increase your mastery rank, you need to get rid of those weapons constantly. And in the early game, because you want to have a higher mastery rank, because you feel like a complete noob, you're constantly throwing out weapons and leveling the next one and getting rid of it and leveling the next one. And, you know, I was at least. So I think the truth is, yes, that, that is... The biggest issue with the game in the early game, the other major issue that you have in the early game is you don't have access to any really good weapons that are worth sticking with. That's another big problem. The Boltor, like I said, can get you through to probably the middle of the game, and then you really need to move on up to probably something like the Heck or the Sybaris around that time, and you need to fully max that out. But that's only two weapons, and the, the, the Heck or the Sybaris can get you right through to the end of the star map, but there's plenty of other weapons in the game, and when are you going to actually level them? Plus, what about your Warframe? What if you chose Mag that really requires a fairly skilled player to get through the star chart? You need to go farming for other frames. So you're, you're 100% right that... You really do need to choose your path wisely. And my advice to you, Robbie, if you are still stuck at this point in the game, is to use loadouts. So as you're increasing in your mastery rank, you will unlock loadouts. And you need to have one loadout that has all your best gear. So one loadout will have, you know, if you've unlocked Excalibur, let's say you started with Excalibur, you've got him fully maxed, You've got a reactor in him, you've got, say, the Boltor, you've got a reactor in the Boltor, you've got all of that stuff fully maxed and you've got all your best mods on it. Pop him into a single loadout and call it best loadout or whatever the hell you want to call it, doesn't matter. Don't, don't listen to me, don't let me tell you what to call it. And then have another loadout that's just called leveling. And use your leveling loadout whenever you're doing easy stuff. And you just want to level weapons. And that's the one you can just keep changing weapons out of. Change, 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 change. Whenever you're doing something that's going to be challenging, use that best loadout. That's really the only advice I can give you. Because you're 100% right. That's how the early game is. And until you get to mastery rank 7, 8, 9, 10, you're... Um, you're not even getting to the really good, fun weapons. So you kind of have to grind through your mastery rank to get to the good stuff. So I thought that was a really, really interesting question and a really interesting point. It is 100% on the money, but yeah, there's, there's not really much you can do about it. You sort of have to choose which way you want to focus. You could play really slowly in the early game and just slowly grind through Earth, Venus, Mercury, Mercury and Mars, or you can smash through it to you know, the whole star chart in 20 hours. It's really up to you, but the game doesn't want you to do either. <laughs> it's, it's the easiest way of saying it. So what's your thoughts on that, Lucas? Anything to add? Uh, no, that's pretty much how I, I see it as well. It's um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a yeah, good thing and bad thing, I guess. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, the game has to start somehow, and it has to encourage you to go through things, and it does weird things. Like one of the other comments you made on the Facebook page was, "Right now, you're um, making a spectre just so that you can o- unlock the next junction," and it does seem stupid that you have to make a spectre just to unlock a junction, but sadly. That's how Warframe teaches you to play the game. Yeah, it's like a tutorial that forces you to learn as you as you progress. Yeah, all of the junction requirements is training, and that's that's the sad part. So yeah. I'll hand you over to you for advanced topic, Lucas. Advanced topic, radio. So uh, over the period of the week, I've actually had a f- uh, few people approach me about uh, this particular topic, and again last night during the stream uh, when I questioned what people would like to see um, for a, a topic this week, uh, kit gun and kit gun basics was one of the things that uh, seemed to be quite a, a prominent thing over this last week. Um, so thank you to Hernandez for last night, and I know Valkyrie kind of mentioned something uh, about it earlier this week, wanting to see kit gun stuff. So, kit gun basics. What is a kit gun? Well, think build a bear for secondary firearms, and that's basically it. Kit guns are a modular weapon that are introduced uh, during the Fortuna update. Uh, they are a way to personalize one secondary weapon to work in a manner that best fits their style whether that be in heavy damage from a single shot, or maybe something more widespread like a shotgun. Either way, you, the player, are in control, mostly, in what the end result offers. Now, I could go over every piece offered to these modular firearms, but that would be a long and boring list. So instead, let's cover a few basics and an example to what you could possibly create. So first thing, uh, first thing first, you need to know where to find the kit gun vendor. The simple answer is in Fortuna on Venus. Now once you're there, you need to find Rude Zood, and she can be found to the right of the spawn point in Fortuna. She's a lot of fun to talk with. But how do you build one? Building a kit gun is not as simple as walking in, buying the parts, and putting it all together, unfortunately. There are steps, but you can use this chance to select the, uh, the build option while talking to Zood, and have a play around with the parts to get a visual on what you, you can end up making. I suggest doing this. Now to get the pieces you are going to first want to have a look as to what is available to you at your present level of standing with Solaris United, as not everything is available to you off the bat. Next, make sure you have the required standing to purchase the parts you need, as reputation is the main currency in Fortuna. Now you have all the blueprints, the next step is a simple one. Farm the required materials. Most of which can be found out in the Orb Valis. Such materials can vary from gems you receive from mining to components you require from disassembling servo fish. These blueprints, like every other blueprint, uh, you are built in your foundry upon the orbiter. And thankfully, these only take one hour to build. Now all your parts are built, let's go back to Zood and build a kit gun. You now have a new shiny gun. But you're not done yet. The full power of the kit gun only truly shines once gilded, but hey, now you get to shoot things with it. So to get to the gilding stage, you must level your new kit gun to rank 30. Simple. Uh, Once it's reached rank 30, you can return to Zood and select other services from her options, and then guild. However, 
to guild, there are a few other requirements, such as being a doer in the standing ranks with Solaris United, which I believe is the third rank, uh, having 10 shelter bonds, um, that's probably something to look at in a future, future episode, um, to spend alongside 5,000 Solaris United standing. Now you can guild that pretty gun, give it a name, and polarize one of the mod slots. Finally, your kit gun is complete. So, uh, an important part of kit guns, uh, when you're first selecting the pieces for a kit gun you wish to build, it all starts with the chamber. The chamber to a kit gun will decide the type of gun you make in the long run. Presently, there are only four chambers to choose from, and they are as such the Catch Moon, uh, energy wave shotgun style, the Tomb Finger, heavy exploding projectile, the Rattle Guts, rapid fire, full auto, and hit scan, and the Gaze, a pure concentrated laser beam. Alongside these four chambers, there are also the four grips, which determine damage, fire rate, beam range, and recoil. Then lastly, the 16 loaders that decide magazine capacity, reload speed, crit chance, and status chance. With all these pieces available, there are 256 possible combinations. So as I promised at the start of the uh, this little uh, tidbit, um, I, I offered, I said I was going to give an example. So starting with the tomb finger for the chamber, it's got the singular shot that explodes, it's great, gotta love it. Next we go to the love tap grip for its slower rate of fire but more damage. And let's finish with the bash rack loader for a higher ammo capacity and a higher crit chance. We've got our pieces together, let's call it Sunday with Greg. Slow, intense, and critically fulfilling. Kit guns are a great way to personalize one's loadout to cover any gaps you might be finding in your overall playstyle, and I cannot recommend kit guns enough. If you're looking for another way to play around with the stats, I also suggest checking out semlar.com forward slash kitcalc. So K-I-T-C-A-L-C. Um, do you have anything to add on kit guns, Mr. Gregory? Critically fulfilling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite know what that means, but I enjoy it. <laughs> mm, I'm glad you did. Mm. Um, very good. Very good. Uh, kit guns are wonderful, and if you haven't made one yet, you really should. Lucas didn't make an advanced topic on kit guns because they're silly. He made an advanced topic on kit guns because they're Fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway, cool, cool. Excellent. Let us move right along to community call-outs. <laughs> this week we have a cookie. Uh, J100 in the Discord. Uh, we had a couple of people talking about uh, where to find multi-shot mods. And J100 jumped in quickly and said, Colistan or Cholistan, I don't know how to say it, on Europa is the earliest spot He's found that drops multi-shot mods. It's a dark sector excavation, and he thinks that they drop on rotation B. He's 100% correct. They do drop, drop on rotation B. And as Lucas mentioned, it is because Cholistan on Europa is the first tier three excavation, and that's where the multi-shot mods drop. That's why it's the earliest spot on the star chart. So I thanks, think maybe Jay. one, maybe one multi-shot thing drops from... Um there's uh, one that drops missions. from, yeah, and there's yeah. another one that drops from a tier one defense, I think. It could be Hell's Chamber. Mm. Yeah, so that but one still. probably drops a little bit earlier, but th that one, the Europa, I think that drops all of them, or it has a chance yeah. to drop all of them. Yeah. 
So. Good, good. Cookie, cool. well-deserved. Indeed. All right, quick review update, and it's a really quick one. It's easy because we got no extra reviews this week. Again, three weeks in a row, we are crying on the inside. So if you are listening to us and you haven't yet given us a um, review, please do. It doesn't have to be five stars. It doesn't have to be uh, glowing. Uh, Just get out there and, and let us know what you think. Uh, if you've got any uh, advice for us or requests or anything like that, put, pop that in there as well. Yes, uh, reviews do spread the word and let other people know that we exist, but they also let us know that people out there who are listening believe in us or that we're doing a good thing or that maybe we aren't and there's something we need to fix. For example, a couple of weeks ago, someone on CastBox asked us to work on improving the audio balance. So, you know, just these little things can help give us some feedback as well. There's other ways to give us feedback if you like, and we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, please give us a review. We love you. Love us back. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So question time. Question time. Cephalon question time. <laughs> all right, do you want to read the first question? All right. uh, yes, now these questions are all from the same person. Indeed they are. They are from Cannibal Kiwi, I believe. Cool. So, questions from Cannibal Kiwi. Question one. How did you find the process starting the podcast? Was it particularly difficult planning and execution-wise? What do you think, Lucas? Well, <laughs> to be honest, we kind of just went, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> and two days later, we did it. Not even two days later, the very next day. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was interesting. In fact, I was on a business trip, um, and I did it from the hotel room. Um, so. so execution, definitely not. Maybe a little bit more planning should have gone into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also of the opinion. Sometimes planning can go into things if you've got a big run-up. I think. So if you've got a big run up and you can tell a lot of people about things and you can get people excited, then yeah, you should plan the shit out of it and make it the best thing it can be. Cause then when people check it out, they go, Oh wow, this was worth waiting for. But on the other hand, if you've got no run up, no planning is absolutely fine. And in fact, it's probably recommended just get freaking excited and just do it. And that's kind of what I said to Lucas when we first started because I had been planning to do a podcast and I said to Lucas, Hey Lucas, I'm thinking of doing a podcast. Do you want to join me? And he said, yep. I said, all right, let's do it tomorrow. (laughs) And that's, that was, and that's how history was made. Yeah. So, I mean, it's changed a lot since. So now we do plan and it took us, you know, 10 to 13 episodes or more to really Really get a process in place. Yeah. Yeah. And now I don't think we've changed the process much since then. No, we've added a couple things in and, and fiddled around with things, but not, not much has changed. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty straightforward now. It's pretty simple for us. Yeah. We've got a we basic found our process. Stick. Yeah, and we just stick to it. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. That was an interesting question. Good job. Yeah. Now, the next questions, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure if they're serious. <laughs> Question two. Would a community takeover be a future possibility further down the line? <laughs> well, I, I think you're going to have to bring laser weapons. 
and you'll have to penetrate our Cephalon Fortress. So, <laughs> fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Community takeover. A coup, I think, is what you're saying. <laughs> it, it, it could be a future possibility. Depends on how many of you there are with pitchforks. Okay, <laughs> Lucas, last one. Last one. All right. <laughs> how much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I think we all know the answer to that. Seven. Yes. <laughs> no, eight. Ah! The correct answer is as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Well played, good sir. Well played. <laughs> yes. Well, I am aged, so I have learned some some things. <laughs> anyway thank it's, you for the question it's funny how a normal sentence gets you tongue-tied but that didn't <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's probably not that funny it's sad well done <laughs> anyways that does bring us to uh the end of episode 48 i can't believe there's only two more until we hit episode 50 but we are Ooh. very very almost <laughs> ready to do our live episode, uh, and that is, in fact, one of the things Zeno was helping me sort of get on top of. Uh, so that's exciting, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to hit that episode 50. We should be able to, because it's a big number, it's a milestone, we'd like to do that anyway. So yeah, look out for it, get excited. Next week we'll have some details. Um, alrighty, so how else can you get in contact with us or find out uh, how to join the community? Go to the website, cephalonsquared.com. It's got all the information there. Join our Discord. It is roaring. We've got um, a fantastic group of people there. Uh, just over 250 now, I believe, which is awesome. Kicking the bum. Uh, Facebook is also firing up after almost a year of Facebook being relatively quiet. It's now um, less quiet. Uh, and thank you to all of you Facebook people out there who are sort of participating there because they don't have uh, Discord or whatever the case may be. So it's great to see a whole bunch of people there. Um, yeah, check out our YouTube, etc., etc. Send us an email, whatever you would like. Um, but yeah, get in contact with us. We need the feedback in order to improve. Uh, give us a rating, like I said, on your podcast platform to help spread the word, etc. Let us thank our patrons. Thanking our patrons. Thank Indeed. you, Rathok. Thank you, Jellybean1799. Thank you, Adop underscore 88. Indeed. Thank you, Lord Frieson. Thank you, Logan Neal. And thank you to you, Obsolete Ninja 13. Again, these patrons are our honorary Cephalons, um, and they get their name read out at the end of every show and um, printed at the end of uh, our YouTube videos so if you would like to be one of those people head over to patreon.com forward slash cephalon squared and give us a little bit of support there are multiple tiers so you don't have to choose that level uh, if you so please uh, but anything you do helps keep the show alive and helps it um, keep burning down those interwebs anyway my name is Greg Newbegin I'm mad capsules all over the place who are you Lucas I am Lucas Silvestri and I am silverlight all over the place S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Thank you to our lovely community. Can't get enough of you guys. You do an absolute splendid job supporting us and really do appreciate it. So thank you so damn much. Splendid job indeed. All right. So that is the end of Sundays with Greg. Thank you to <laughs> Jan at Disco underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro. And thanks to you for listening.
to a, yet another episode of Cephalon Squared. So much more to come. Tenacon is around the corner. Get excited. And another mini episode coming this week, and we're still in the L's. Well, we just did Limbo, so who comes just next? Just did Limbo. Larry? Um, I was looking at this the other day. Why do I forget? <laughs> because that's our, that's what we're good at. That's what we're good at. We could have just let it go, Lucas. Comes Loki. Loki, Loki. of course. <laughs> the only oh, other L. <laughs> invisible boy himself. So, yeah, stick around yeah, for that. Did see him standing there. What was that? Didn't see him standing there. <laughs> uh, prepare for the invisible jokes. Alrighty, catch you on Thursday or whatever time it is in your country. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.